Scott Simo Stevenson joins the broadcast now to look at a couple of rugby issues, one at the very highest level and one at the, the burgeoning superstar level, of course, which is New Zealand secondary school rugby. Good day to you, Sumo. I trust you well. Not too bad, thanks, Dars. Thanks for having me. Been a bit of a uh, difficult couple of days for New Zealand rugby, and it's probably an understatement. Today, a statement was released to Black Ferns and the All Blacks schedule clash. Unfortunately, it is written when Japan rugby set the kickoff time for the All Blacks test, NZR did not take into account the Rugby World Cup stipulation that the host nation would play in the quarterfinal two time slot, regardless of poor results, and may inadvertently cause a clash. Now, I could almost say Hanlon's razor here. Don't attribute to malice what could equally or easily be described as stupidity. What What's going on up there? What a mess, mate. Yeah, well, what, at what point does stupidity become malicious? Um, you know, ultimately, I don't know how been allowed to happen. I did note too um, it was good of New Zealand rugby to acknowledge they made a mistake but it would have been nice to see an apology in there as well. Certainly first and foremost to the Blackburns uh, and secondly to the fans of the game and when I say fans of the game, fans of rugby who want to watch not just the Blackburns but the All Blacks and there was no reason this had to happen this way. I I find it incredible that no one realised that stipulation that's been hardwired into the Rugby World Cup schedule since May last year um, especially when it's my understanding that the tournament organisers shared space with New Zealand rugby. In the same office almost, across the same divide. Well, that's my understanding, Darcy. But one way, it doesn't matter which way you slice or dice it. This is a debacle. Um, and, it, you know, at a time when the women in this game, and that Black Ferns team in particular, but all the teams who have travelled out here for this Rugby World Cup, have enjoyed crowds, you know, 30 odd thousand in Park, 16 odd thousand in Frank Bay last week. Now to ask your fan base to make a choice like this, um, it's just it's mismanagement in the extreme, to, as far as I'm concerned. And there's just no other way to look at it. I suppose what gets me as well is this surfaced a few days ago on the internet of all places on Twitter saying, hold on, I see a problem here, yet NZR have only just addressed it now. And that's almost, almost as gobsmacking that it's taken them so long to actually work this out and then respond to it. It's a very slow process, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is, and, and unfortunately, yeah, there's a track record of this. But that I go back first and foremost. I mean, the, 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 the apology must be made to the Black Ferns first and foremost. I don't know if they have, if anyone in the organisation has taken the time to apologise to the Black Ferns. I would hope that happens as a matter of course. Uh, but again, you, you know, you've robbed you've robbed your fan base here of a chance to watch two great games of footy, and you're asking them to make a decision. And, and you know, it just did not have to happen. Um, at this way and shouldn't be happening you know, as an organisation that prides itself on high performance. This is not a high performance decision, is it? Now, interesting that also um, kind of uh, puts two broadcasting arms against each other who are both working for NZR. Spark have got one, Sky have got the other just to add a little extra to the mix and we know you're involved with Spark Sports so I'm not going to yeah, tell you to rip on anyone around that but that just <laughs> adds, it adds to well, it, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, you know, Spark Sports contractors with World Rugby, with the broadcasters for Rugby World Cup, you know, have been since 2019 with both the Junior World Cup and now the Women's World Cup as well. So, we, yeah, we we are broadcasting a World Rugby product here. Um, Sky Sport have a contract with New Zealand Rugby and are obviously the broadcaster of All Blacks Test. And, it, you know, look, it doesn't matter which broadcaster you work for, you know, this is, this is about the players and about the fans and, and asking them to make a choice between two of their top teams, especially one that is playing in a rugby World Cup, um, I, I think it's, again, I don't know what other word to use. It's a debacle. 
as far as an apology is concerned, that's probably not going to help anything. It'd be more of a help if they could actually change when the games are on. But plainly, that's beyond everybody, isn't it? The Japanese rugby union don't want to come to the party. The World Rugby Cup has been set in stone for a long, long time. Rock and a hard place. Oh, it is a rock and a hard place. Can't, they can't fix it now. Um, you know, what's done is done. Uh, we're all going to have to move on. But again, I think you just the, the organisation is going to be looking to ask some or answer some questions. I believe they've got a board meeting on Friday and, and the post-board meeting Zoom call with the unions is going to be an interesting one, I think, because I, I know that there are some frustrated people out there in, in the administration side of the game who, who actually cannot believe that their unions managed to do this. Okay, that's one issue. We've got another issue with uh, the the grassroots of the game, if you will. This is an interesting one that uh, the 1A principals have now got an agreement to um, take 1A rugby traditional. They're not streaming it anymore. They're not putting it on television. First up, your response to that. Good, bad, indifferent. Oh, uh, absolute champion decision. The right decision and for the right reasons. Uh, I was sent a press release from the 1A principals today outlining some of the reasoning as to why they've decided to do this. And, you know, look, schoolboy rugby has, um, over the last decade, become treated as an extension of professional rugby. And we're, we're dealing with young kids here. Um, you cannot control the narrative once these games and these highlights are put in, in social media platforms and even on traditional media platforms. You know, you know they're, they're available for all to critique and to criticise and to comment upon. The kids should be there playing rugby for their school, for their school community. Uh, and, and for themselves. And you know, we, we know that, and I've worked on these broadcasts before, um, but, but I know that there has been a, a level of weariness among certain educators and principals for, for a number of years now about where this is all going. And um, it's supercharged, it's overheated, and I think a decision like this from the 1A principals is a great a great start, and you know, I, I would think that other schools may take the lead on this as well. So, what does this do? Do you think nationally? Because this is only the Auckland um, principals involved here. Do you think they'll follow suit? Do they see this as being a good idea? Oh well, that, that's up to the individual schools. But you know, like around the country, we've, we've seen this, you know, overhyped, overheated schoolboy rugby market develop and. Uh, I, I don't think it's been overly healthy. And, and a full disclaimer here, I've worked on some of these games for both Spark and, and for uh, Sky Sport. And it sparked just the one game, which was the 150th anniversary of Auckland Grammar and their, and their traditional fixture with King's College. And, uh, you know, we, we were cognizant that it was an occasion. Uh, but this, the week in, week out, uh, media articles, social media commentary around schoolboy sport. I, I know that a lot of people follow American models and they see high school sport in America, and they think they want to replicate that here. Uh, I would also suggest that New Zealand rugby is desperate to own this space. Um, and when I say own this space, they want to own it all, the commercial side of it, as, as well as the game itself. Um, and I think the schools are very wary of those moves as well. So is there a bad side to this? If people didn't like this decision, why would that be? Who loses here? I don't think anyone loses here, Dust. Um, you know, certainly not the kids. I think the kids have everything to gain where they can go back and understanding what playing school sport is about, which is the enjoyment of that time of your life with your friends, uh, representing your school, representing your school community and your peers, uh, and going out there and actually treating it like fun, like it should be. Um, you don't need to be a professional rugby player at 14 years of age. Um, and I'm sure there are going to be critics of this decision, and they will come up and they will have their reasons for that. But uh, from a strictly educational point of view and from a mental health and wellbeing point of view, uh, I couldn't afford this decision more. And it probably keeps the scouts from the door as well, doesn't it? The more access they've got to footage, the more likely they are to come in and plunder young players who are probably better off dealing with acne and puberty than that. 
Well, I think the release sort of touches on that. I mean, if, if you're a professional sports organisation, and in this case a rugby organisation, um, then then find the resource and, and talk to the school and then go in there and say you want to come and have a look at a couple of kids, just like it used to be done. Um, you know, it, didn't, it didn't stop us unearthing talent 20 years ago. Um, or 15 years ago. Um, it's not going to stop people unearthing talent now. Uh, those kids are still going to be selected for representative teams. Um, some people might just have to work a little bit harder than sitting on their chuff on the couch on a Saturday afternoon. And uh, I suppose that we no longer on television get to see the raucous crowds resplendent in their blazer. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's a great time to go to a game. And, you know, as someone who frequents a lot of, lot of schoolboy rugby matches is just a, as an observer... What a great day out. So, you know, if this encourages the school community to get back behind these teams and actually go to the games and, and support these kids in an appropriate way, then, then you know, I'm all for it. But, you know, the, the 1A principals uh, seem very adamant on this. They've made this decision. They wouldn't have taken it lightly and they would have taken it with the best interest of their student body at heart. And on that, Scott, we'll let you get on with your day. Thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Darth.